0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Future Podcast. Uh, I'm your host Sean Donnell. I'm here with a uh, very special guest, Gabriel. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, man. Good, good. I was. Uh, you're looking good. You're looking fit. Ah, uh,
1: <laughs> you know what? I feel the opposite. Uh, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit of COVID, and then it was uh, my wedding last weekend. So, um, oh, congrats. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just, it's, uh, it's been a lot of drinking and food and stuff. Sorry, I'm just like closing <laughs> my sliding door here because it it'll it's all right. It's
0: right. okay.
1: I' like I am like just on like Berard and seventh, so it 's like I hear berard all the time, so it's quite loud.
0: no worries um, yeah man you're, you're, congratulations, I didn't know that you just got married that's fantastic news
1: yeah dude yeah it's uh
0: it's
1: it's been it's good, honestly everyone's like oh, how does it feel? how's it feeling We've been together for like six and a half years, so it's like it's no different yeah, yeah, it's all the same so, yeah. yeah yeah, no different at all, man, so, well, so man. what's going on
0: with you oh man all all, all is good, uh, trying to trying to keep busy with everything that's going on how's uh how I just have to ask how was the wedding during covid was it like was it? so originally we started out and
1: it was uh it was 75 77 ish people um but what happened is we we had to cancel that right we had to be below 50 but um, so of the original venue. They were cool with below 50 But they had to take all their kitchen staff and their servers bartender everything into account, right including photographers all that stuff, too so we would have had to drop our um, Our guest list down to like 38 people or something like that But the price was still laid out the same as it would be for 75 people or 77 people. So we were like, ah, oh, that's kind of kind of sucks so we We cancelled that and also a lot we had like 25 American guests and they couldn't come either, right? So okay. We basically just asked that, and then, like, last minute, I think it was like June 1st, and our wedding was on June 20th. Um, we're like, okay, what can we do? So, we just started like rapid fire email, emails out to a lot of people. We actually got a really good deal at um, Cedar Creek Winery. Uh, super nice, yeah, super nice venue. Um, they they kind of just redid everything there. Super nice, uh, like, restaurant side and everything like that. And um, yeah, that just locked us in. We had 22 people at that, and then we rented a room. At a place called B and A. After uh, they have like this, it's, a, it's generally a pub. If you don't know what it is, but they also have this side room which is uh-huh. called the tasting room, and we just rented that, catered it, and yeah, had like ex- some people that couldn't make the wedding came to that also. So it was it was a fun day, man, and yeah, worked man. It out well.
0: Yeah, and all that matters is that you got married to the woman of your dreams. So that's, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was exciting, man. Glad I got it got done too. So, yeah, um, Just to kind of get into it a little bit more, um, this is essentially uh, about for people that haven't listened. It's about um, uh, people's professional history, I suppose, kind of who they are, how they got to where they were and the advice that they have for other people. So if you wouldn't mind telling uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, this is interesting because usually I'm the one that's asking the questions. (laughs) And now I'm on the receiving side. I can't go on on your part. I'm not a seven-figure owner. I can't go on your (laughs) one Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. All right. So kind of what I do now is I I generate leads for mostly, actually not all American companies. And we kind of focus on um, the home insurance space, auto insurance space. We have done mortgage refinance as well. Uh, and the, the short answer is we're just really good at running ads on Facebook. Uh, and yeah, we just do lead generation for whatever, whatever's kind of coming up and whatever's sort of safe for Facebook because Facebook's kind of particular in what you can run. Um, and they're, they're very sensitive these days now that with COVID and everything, their automated systems have been like shot up and, um, extra sensitive. So we lose Facebook accounts all the time for random stuff. But uh that's essentially what I do, man. I just <laughs> sit in front of my computer and run ads all day yeah- well advertising is everything yeah, it is it is, and it's uh yeah it's a huge part of the business man and and people don't really seem to realize that, but um yeah, makes all the difference
0: so with the you're talking about like insurance uh, finance finance things like that. Have you guys seen, you know, a spike in people looking for insurance or higher clicks for insurance, for finance, things like that? What have you seen over the last three months?
1: So actually what we saw with COVID um, is our our advertising costs dropped um, because you're seeing less big brands run during these sensitive times, right? Because when everyone's getting sick and dying, you don't want to be seeing ads for Coca-Cola like, hey, life is great. Drink our drink. Yeah. So bigger brands like that kind of stepped off and because of that, we saw cheaper advertising costs. But what we also saw on the other side of that is we have a lot of our leads go through call centers. So what would happen is there's a lot of call centers that don't uh, work from home. A lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. Um, So we were seeing less call centers, so the leads wouldn't convert as well. And so therefore they'd be wanting less traffic from us. Um, So the leads, like you could still make it work but overall it was like they they were requesting less leads on their side uh, and therefore we had to advertise less
0: due to that. Okay. So basically you're just, uh, well, basically the way the market, the market dictates. Yeah reading that's going on. Yeah. But yeah. then what you kind of saw is eventually
1: a lot of the call centers, they'd move uh, to more of a at home work thing. And we were friends with a couple of guys who own call centers and they were saying that um, they were really nervous about it. They're like, yeah, we don't like, if you have a, like a, a workplace business and all these people are coming into it all the time and you have like, and that's like, that's running normally and it's it's efficient and everything like that. And then you go like, oh, we got to go to home-based business. Uh, it's kind of scary. But what they found is people actually work better from home. Their costs dropped because they didn't really, like, they didn't need to rent out. Like, these call centers are huge, right? Like, you need some serious real estate for that. Yeah. Um, and just the overhead costs to the point where they were like, well, we probably won't even go back to our original business. We're going to stick to uh, doing it at home. Wow. So I think that was, I think like with this COVID stuff, it's, it's there's some cool things about it. Cause I feel like people had to learn how to run their business more efficiently. Um, and, and open up different avenues. Like, we're seeing that like fitness studios, for example, and I know this has nothing to do with what I do, but <laughs> fitness studios for them, they all went online. And y- what you're seeing is they're not canceling that online service anymore. They're just, they just added it to their business. And then they yeah. went back to the original business with opening um, their fitness studios as well. So I feel like it, it opens up a lot of other channels for ways for people to make business.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we're going to see There's technology and how people... I suppose involved technology in and their businesses just jumped forward yeah. in years, like and and nobody, you know, <clears throat> nobody saw it happening as quick. Um, how yeah. are, how are you guys holding up? You know, in in this time, do you um, do do you guys have an office or do you have an office based in your own home? How has it changed? your Yeah, life? so
1: I I work from my my home, man. Like, there's been a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I want to work in an office and I want to get an office. Um, and I've considered it, but it's like do I spend that money on just a nicer place or do I spend it on like an office as well? Because I would be the only person in there. I don't, my, my business partner lives in Florida, so I would never see him. Um, I have one media guy, media buyer who works under me. He he also buys ads, but he lives uh, on the Island. So it would essentially just be me. So it's, it's no different, you know? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so I think, there is like a headspace sort of benefit to it because working from home every day like i'm used to it. i've been doing it for like probably 10 years or so maybe even longer um so there's definitely uh a, a benefit to getting out of the house leaving your work at work um and being able to separate the two but overall man i'm so used to it now that it's just, just i work from home and it's it's easy and it's it's great. It, Gives me the opportunity to travel a bunch too. Like I go to the US a lot. Well, I used to go to the US a lot and kick it yeah. down there. Um and just work from there for weeks or months at a time. But now I I'm just locked into
0: good old Kitsilano. Yeah. Um so like working from home for, for 10 years, what was the what was the biggest challenge there? Like what's been the biggest challenge working from home? Um but now everybody is doing it for the last three months or whatever, but you've been doing it for 10 years.
1: So Yeah, I think. I think the biggest challenge in those 10 years that I've had is actually working with my fiance now wife from home because there's no separation between us, right? Like we're, we're together 24 seven. And she works for me on the podcast side of things. Um, And she, so that was kind of tough, you know, just 24 seven being together. Um, But besides that, man, everyone's like, Oh, isn't it hard to be motivated? But when you work for yourself, it's, it's kind of like you either don't do shit and you don't make any money or you do shit and make money. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know, man. I never had an issue with the motivation stuff. Like I never got distracted or sidetracked. Like during the day, I never really sit down and watch like a TV show or something like that. I'm generally in front of the computer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, it, there, I'm sure there's been some challenges, but overall it's been, it's been pretty straightforward for me, man. Um, And I've I've been working for myself for so long that I I guess I'm just used to it. And I just treat the day like a nine to five um, or an eight to seven, I should say. I don't know, it it really depends. I'm kind of always working, I always got my phone with me. Um, But actually hard, like in front of the computer work, it's it's probably only four hours a day. And then after that, it's mostly just communications with um, some people on my team or other people that I work with in the industry. Nice one.
0: Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get, how did you get into this? So I I don't know how old I was. I was probably early
1: twenties, give or take. And uh, I met, I I used to live in Victoria, BC and uh, I met this guy and we were, just, we were just like young and partying all the time and stuff like that. And I met this guy and he just had like unlimited income, it seemed. And I was just easily impressed at that age. And I was like, I want to be like this dude, like what's he doing? But then I just assumed he was a drug dealer because he looked like one and he was spending cash like crazy and stuff. And when you're young and at that level, you're like, oh, this guy either. And in Victoria, too, there's not a lot of like forward thinking careers in there. No offense to people in Victoria, but it's, it's pretty limited. Um, yeah, sleepy Sleepy town. Yeah. And before you even like, I, this is before I even knew about internet marketing or anything like that. So it wasn't even on my radar, but uh, yeah. So he was, he just spent hard. He was a fun dude and everything like that. And I was like, I got to figure out what this guy does. And turns out he did email marketing, uh, essentially spam email, like where you just, you have millions of lists, like millions of uh, emails and lists and you just blast those out daily. You just blast out like affiliate offers constantly. And, uh, this was before the time where there was like tight span, fil- span filters and um, and it was a lot easier. It was more just like set it, forget it, blast and print yeah. money. Um, and so I was intrigued. I was like, oh man, like I want to work for you. What, was, what will it take? And essentially it, it took like just like a year of partying with the guy, like, you know, just nonstop. <laughs> he wanted to party more than he wanted to work, but I was like determined. I was like, and I'm not a huge party. I'm not really a huge drinker. Like I'm, that's just like not me. Yeah, I've never have been." Um, so I just committed and finally he got me into the industry. And through that, um, I did a little bit of email marketing. It wasn't overly successful. Uh, I had like, yeah, I, I worked down in like Yale town. We had an office down there for a bit. And then, um, from there I kind of learned about Facebook advertising, met more people in this industry. Um, through that guy, I actually met Damon Fryer, which was, uh, how we became friends and
0: yeah, yeah. James, yeah. anybody that doesn't know Damon yeah.
1: Yeah, Darren Fryer. And we did a little bit of email marketing together and a little bit of Facebook advertising together back in the day. And uh, yeah, man, it just kind of grew from there. You just kind of chat to people in this industry, see what they're doing. They share what they're what they're doing, how to do it. And then you just keep going down the road, man. And it's, it's interesting. It's a pretty friendly industry because <laughs> there's enough money to go around for everyone in it. Nobody's like, oh no, like I have this little secret pocket, like fuck off. There's like internet marketing man you can hit everyone in the world if you want to if you can speak multiple languages that even gives you more opportunity like it's it's never ending so um, people are pretty free and open in this and that's kind of how I got to where I am now it's just sharing information passing it on and receiving information
0: right and so like <clears throat> you've been in in the, in the in the industry for 10 years and no matter what you know industry that is that's a that's, that's an impressive feat can i ask yeah. what have you seen what what have been the most changes you've seen over the last 10 years? So, because people always say, when I ask them this, they say, the internet. But you. (laughs) I am the internet. So, The internet, man, it's interesting. So
1: one thing we noticed is, so let's say 10 years ago, I could advertise something like a diet pill on Facebook, and nobody would give a shit. You could literally print money from that you could whatever before and after pictures, anything you want. so what we 've noticed is is facebook's really and this is this is just not the internet it's I'm directing it at Facebook because it 's what I understand more so yeah. than anything else um, now it 's super tight on what you can advertise, what you can say on Facebook, how you position products before it was kind of the wild West, just like hey buy this shit you'll lose 100 pounds you know and now and and i don't i don't push diet pills or anything but what i'm saying is that now it's like you couldn't even put that up your your account would get shut down because they're all about user experience and we kind of get like the the bad like the bad side of that where we get axed we don't even get told like hey you got to say this 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 and this it's just like now we don't like what you're saying ban account so that's that's like one of the biggest changes is it's just getting, it's getting harder, but I kind of like it when things get harder because it just, it pushes you to be more innovative and it also pushes the riffraff out. Um, It pushes the beginners out. It pushes a lot of people out. And it just kind of lowers ad costs for you and gives you more opportunity. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of other things that have changed, man, but off the top of my head it's just it's it's more challenging, but it it's like a, it's a good challenge. It just so forces you to be a better advertiser
0: censorship was a big is a big thing
1: yeah, censorship's a big thing um, Costs have gone up a bit, but like I mean that's all relative. who cares like if unless that's your like focus like focusing on gas be like, ah, gas is so expensive, but you need it so just fucking pay the price, you know, (laughs) like, what do you want to do about it? Complain about it a little bit more. It doesn't make a difference, but yeah. Ad costs have gone up. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. There's, there's tons of other shit that's probably changed. I just can't think of it off the top of my head.
0: I've I've spoken to somebody else previously. Um, was a long time ago and just in passing and it's kind of something that, that you've mentioned, you know, when you're in Facebook now and you click open a website and it opens up in Facebook. Yeah. Does that, has that had an effect on, on what you guys do? Really It doesn't go to it. Really? Anymore. So
1: I think that I, like, I'd have to see it for myself, but there, there's a certain time type of ad where you can actually do that and choose to do that. Um, but yeah, for what I do, I, I have no problem with getting people to my website at oh. all. Yeah. It costs costs like probably 60 cents American a click to get to my website, give or take. Um, Yeah, and I don't really have an issue with that at all. I think one thing that is going to be an issue moving forward, but I'm not 100% on that yet because I haven't seen it affect me, is, um, is like ad blockers and spam blockers, right? Because as a user of the internet, you don't really want to be blasted with crap all day. Every website you go to, like even... Even me, man, as an advertiser, like I get tired of YouTube ads or whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. Um, so I see that being an issue in the future, but at the same time, I feel that um, these big providers like Google, Facebook, everything like that will always find a way around it due to the fact that that's their main revenue stream
0: yeah. or one
1: of, I should say.
0: Yeah. A lot of websites, when you try and go on them, they freeze you. They say, we see you using an ad blocker Disable. Oh, you. really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I have an ad blocker, so I'm oh. not an ideal customer.
1: But, uh, That's fine. You're, you're too young to be my ideal customer, man. I like, uh, I like 45 plus.
0: Got <laughs> the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: They're all on Facebook too, man. Like yeah. Instagram's younger, Facebook's more, it's, it's getting older and it's like the trickle. Each platform gets older as it goes on.
0: Yeah, of course. But Facebook has still has billions and billions of users, I guess. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's still more, ability to make money on Facebook than there is Instagram. So essentially they're the same platform. Um, and when you do the
1: when you advertise through them, it's, you're using the exact same uh, system to advertise through them. And it really depends, man. So like I used to have an e-commerce store, we sold outdoor equipment, right? Like flashlights, fishing stuff, random stuff like that. And we did probably like three to $4 million, in like most of that IG Instagram, um, just because the way we positioned it in terms of like the type of ad, so we used a video ad that was under a minute long, so it got lots of views on Facebook, lots of en- or sorry on Instagram, lots of engagement on Instagram, and because of that, it just it worked better on Instagram, um, yeah. and the demo was younger on that too, so. It, it really depends, man. Like both are great. It, it just depends how you market it and who you're marketing to. So for now, for example, with my lead generation stuff, it's, if I broke down my stats, it's, it's mostly Facebook and it's mostly Facebook mobile. Um, and that's just cause there is way more mobile traffic, but yeah, on Instagram, my stuff never works these days.
0: Okay. And, uh, how do you think, like, how do you think the, like this industry is going to change with what's going on at the moment, like with the advancements in technology and you're talking about COVID and stuff? Because I've yeah. seen a lot restrictions even the last two or three months on platforms like uh, YouTube, Facebook, li- like LinkedIn, everything is being, mm. you know, if you want to make a comment on COVID or you see people selling sanitizer and stuff, to just yeah. shut down? So is it, is it stricter? I think it is stricter in terms of taking advantage
1: of the pandemic because as a marketer, the first thing you think is like, Hey, we can sell tons of face masks. We can sell tons of hand sanitizer.
0: Never let a good crisis go to
1: waste. Exactly. Right. But at the same time, Facebook doesn't want to use that scare tactic to really, to really mess with people. So they axe like tons of people's accounts. And I mean, I get it. It makes sense um, from both sides. Like, i i for sure i thought about it i was like yeah you can make tons of money off this and people need them people truly need hand sanitizer and they truly needed masks because there was a shortage of stuff like that um but yeah facebook just didn't like that at all but now you can you can market and stuff now that the pandemic's sort of fallen off um but i think in terms of like for what i do so far no effects and also if like if there is an issue like let's say nobody wants to do home insurance or nobody wants to do auto insurance or whatever it may be because like for example um a, a lot of less people were driving because there was nowhere to go due to the lockdown yeah. and i'm assuming that it's going to happen again based on the numbers in the usa so auto insurance doesn't really make sense because people are going to get refunds on their auto insurance they're probably not going to drive whatever um but for me there's always something else like i can do something health related in the u.s like i could do medicare plans or something to do with like, like, there's always something lead generation style and it doesn't really matter what it is that I'm advertising. I can always make it work via Facebook. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah. So I'm not too concerned yeah, about problem. my, my job or anything like that. I feel like there's always a way you just got to be creative. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Correct, correct mindset. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I've seen it so many times, man. Like I've probably, I've probably sold like, I don't even know. Probably like 500 different things on Facebook, give or take. Like, mm-hmm. I could go back far, but yeah, there's always something that works. Um, and it's more about your skill set, right? So that's why, like, just getting really good at one thing will benefit you your entire life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, say you're put back in your body when you were, you know, 20, 25 years old, you're starting again, you don't have the connections that you have now. Yeah. You don't know the people that you know now, but you have the knowledge that you know now. What, yeah. what would you do if you were starting all over again? Today though?
1: Hmm. I think for me, I would have just gone way harder. Because one thing uh, in terms of advertising and stuff like that. So, Advertising on Facebook takes a little bit of balls. Like for, for example, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything, but like I've spent like 75 grand American in a day. And to justify that in your head, it's it's tough because you're just like, if I lose this, like it it's going to fucking sting, you know? Um, so I think what I would have told myself is just like have more balls and just like trust the process, like verify that everything's working the way it needs to be working and then just go hard because there's certain things you just don't know about. Um, also, I'd probably tell myself to, to stop being fucking lazy, man. I felt like probably until I was like 30, 32-ish, I was pretty lazy. Like I would do bits of work here and there and I'd get stuff done and I was still making shit work, but I could have done it like a hundred times harder. Um, and it's, it's interesting, man, cause you can sort of justify and be like, Oh, something's not working because of this or because of this, but really it comes down to, you're just not trying enough shit or you're just not pushing hard enough. Um, so I would definitely tell myself to stop being a lazy fuck and stop blaming other things. And just, uh, focus on what's in front of you and push harder and, and know that you can pump out like even more than you're pumping out now. Okay. I right. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Dude, I still have to tell myself today. Like I have like a, I have a list of things beside me and I'm just like, I got to get this shit done today or I feel like a failure. And I yeah. do that every day. Um, yeah. cause it's like, it's, it's so easy to, to bang out a bunch of shit and then be like, ah, I'll go surf YouTube for a bit or watch car videos or whatever it may be, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can just, you can kind of justify the procrastination in your head. Yeah. In there. That's for sure. Yeah, dude. Okay, listen, uh, we're, we're out of time. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, Crazy. Yeah. Man. A, a short one. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I do it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Uh, thanks a million for uh, coming on. If people want to find you, find your services online um, or find you online, where can they get you?
1: Uh, I think Instagram's probably the best man. Just, uh, at G Ansel, G A N S E L or, uh, at seven or seven E dot com. That doesn't make sense. Well, I don't even know what my other podcast is. Anyway, just go to G Ansel and that's where it has all of it underneath there. Anyway,
0: nice one. Hey man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. That's the end of our episode. Tune in again next week for another future podcast.